Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. Welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the show where unsolved mysteries and cocktails come together in a cocktail of a <laughs> podcast. Uh, we'll write a good intro at some point. Um, <laughs> Why bother now? We're I know. It's too late. In. We're a billion episodes in. We D-O-N-A, might as well done. Yeah. I'm Masood. Uh, Masood. I'm always Masood. Masood Milas. With me as always is Suze Kepner. Yeah. Hey. And Chris Stokes. Hello. I waved uh, then. No one can yeah, see you. Yeah, I know. Him. No one can see you. He what waved like. to the readers. Yeah. Uh, welcome. How are you guys doing? All right. How are you doing? Not too bad. You know. I'm You're late. torturing your child at the moment, aren't you? Apparently. Uh, <laughs> with sleep training. Yes, that's what we're doing. We are. As some people would call it torture, um, but they haven't been on the receiving end of sleep training. <laughs> when you uh, when you said that's what you were doing, the way you framed it, it was a roller coaster. Yeah. Oh. Oh. You went. Yeah. You went this is going to sound really evil but yeah. can you hear my daughter crying <laughs> yeah <laughs> because that's what sleep like, what's training going on? <laughs> sleep training is you basically leave the baby to cry and then you come in and, and soothe it and then leave again right and you do that repeatedly with certain intervals uh increasing in time in each interval and they're supposed to just kind of accept that as like okay that's fine but you know babies are you know kind of evolutionarily evolved to like just cry until their needs are met so you're yeah. like sit in the other room going oh this is this means that uh somebody's gonna somebody's gonna call the police somebody's gonna call <laughs> the police is there a way you could just like noise cancelling headphones your way through it i mean that's what this podcast is about <laughs> here, so i can kind of just perfect Oh well, I don't have to do that with my cats at all. They they didn't need any training. They sleep through most things. Mystery on the rocks. Oh yeah. Mystery on the rocks. Yeah. Mystery on the rocks. Yeah. Wait, hang on a second. Who's, Who's that coming through that? the door? Is that, is that former Scotia B. Danielle Rowley? What? Or Rowley. Or Rowley. Hang on, let me try that again. Let me try that again. As Masood checked twice before the podcast. Rowley, right? Okay, let me do that again. Is that former Scottish B. Danielle Rowley? Hey, oh, guys. Fucking hell. Uh, Rowley, you said Rowley, Rowley. and then corrected okay, yourself. Oh, <laughs> Danielle, I feel like I'm we so got into Masood's head about this a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I answer to many things, don't you worry. Hello, thanks for joining us. Masood, what oh, are you drinking? Yes. This is a margarita. Oh, Anytime classic. it's sunny, I just always have a margarita. Okay. Although there is something is that there is nothing sadder than making a margarita for yourself. <laughs> it, is, it is absolutely a party drink. And there's not, you're just like, yeah, oh, it's just me. It's just me having this. Masood torturing his kid and drinking margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> Dad of yeah. the year. Um, Danielle, what are you drinking? Mm. Um, well, what have you made I have a really nice glass, but in it I've got like sparkly um, mango and passion fruit juice because I didn't think that I could handle a cocktail <laughs> on a Monday night. But this makes me feel like an adult, so... Uh, yeah. It does. It looks like if that was served to you in a bar and they said that'll be £14, please, I'd go, fine. Yeah. Nice yeah. glass. <laughs> nice, a really nice glass, so it's probably the drink is worth it. I'm probably paying for the glass. You're renting the glass. That's what you're paying for. Yeah. Yeah. What is it on the glass? Is are they sunflowers? Yeah, I got this from a thirtieth, which was not that long ago. Oh, it's a stunner. You could put anything in that. You could like you could have put some old piss in there. 
and everyone would just go, oh, it's beautiful. It's inverted commas mango. <laughs> yeah, as, uh, and, and Suze, of course, being the piss connoisseur, knows that old piss is not as good. It's so she went good. for the... Yeah, I was like, I'm going to make it extra bad and say old piss. <laughs> How yeah. old is this piss? Ugh. Oh, God, Ugh. it's awful. Mature. Fetch me. Mature. Who's been leaving it near the heater in the basement? <laughs> Oh, oh. This won't be worth anything when I give it to my son at his graduation. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dad. A bottle of old piss. In this situation, Hooray. I'm the dad, and, I, <laughs> and my son is and my son is 21. What have you been What have you been up to, uh, Danielle? During your uh, What have you been doing with you? I don't know. I started off being like, I'm going to read 500 mm. books. I'm going to do yoga every day. I'm going to learn five languages and I'm going to befriend all of the animals in the neighborhood. And I've kind of I've read half a book and <laughs> I've eaten a lot of biscuit. That's like yoga. Yeah, 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 exactly. I've done a bit of yoga, but like yeah. whenever there's a bit halfway through and the telly yoga lady's like, okay, now you're doing well, have a rest. I'm like, I am doing well. And then I fall asleep, so, yeah. Um, Jesus. Are you already on the couch watching the yoga? Just like, yeah, I'll get up in a minute. Yeah, is it, is it a- Adrienne? Well. Yeah. I haven't done any of hers. I've been doing my friend Joe Leather. It's his real name. He, uh, we, we both trained at the same place, but he now is a yoga instructor. And he says like, oh, it's, it's low impact exercise. And what a fucking liar. Sorry, I think is it, my is floor napping is very energetic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God, I wish I could fall asleep in Joe's classes. He can see me. <laughs> Do Adrienne, because she can't see you, and she tells you mm. you're doing really well. So. Yeah, That's and you're good. Like, I like that. I'm That's doing really everything just I like, can. Yeah. No, you know what? During this lockdown time, I do need some affirmations. <laughs> Chris, what are you drinking? Yeah, what are you drinking, Chris? It's supposed to be a left hand, but I have to do my own variation on it because I haven't got all Any of the ingredients for a left hand, yeah. Um, What's yeah, the, 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 so basically, what this is is rye whiskey with a sweet vermouth, and you're supposed to use Aperol or Campari, but I don't have that. Oh, so instead, piss, I used, piss, use piss. Yeah, yeah. Use piss I used really fresh new piss. Um, <laughs> yes, oh, your majesty. No, I used um, I, I use I used this leftover grapefruit gin liqueur. Uh, <gasps> oh, that sounds so good. So I put that in it. And then you're also supposed to use something called mole bitters. And I don't yeah. have mole bitters. I love so, how you were like, oh, you know, we don't have all this stuff. But then I've got this <laughs> leftover fucking crazy gin. <laughs> oh, some, yeah, okay. I've got yeah. some brine. I put some well, brine Well, I figured because like um, Campari or Aperol is meant to be used in lieu of sort of like a bitter citrus thing. Yeah. Is it? Oh, right. Yeah. So, oh, um, right. Uh, so I figured bitter citrus, the closest I've got is this grapefruit gin liqueur. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, and then also for, for bitters, you're supposed to use mole bitters, which are kind of like chocolatey and spicy. Oh, they sound um, nice. Yeah, well, I don't have them. Mm-hmm. So oh. I, used, <laughs> I, used, uh, I used nut bitters, creole bitters, and I put a little bit of chili in it. But Chris, creole. what is wrong creole. with you? And then there's a bit of grapefruit peel in there and Ooh. a bit of, bit, of, uh, bit of lemon balm Ooh. as garnish. And you know what? Only... It's really nice. It's the nicest one I've made for myself since okay. Masuda stopped nice. making the drinks for it. Ah, okay. Guys. Oh, very good. It looks nice. It looks classy. It looks like tasty. You'd, if you oh, got yeah, it at the nice. same bar as as um, Danielle's beautiful glass, yeah. and they yeah. said, "Oh, it's thirteen pounds," you go, "All right, fine," but I wish it was in a nicer glass. Yeah, and, where, and whereas I asked for a margarita, they went, "Well, there's a glass of warm piss for you." Yeah, you want, and, I'm like, and I and then there's How me at the back of the bar. <laughs> yeah, aged fifteen. And there's me at the back of the bar going, woo, um, yeah. But it can no longer be called a left hand, so I've decided to call it a left wing. Ah! Oh, nice. I approve. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Take what it. about you, Suze? What do you got? I've fucking given up. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't given up drinking, but I have given up. I've got vanilla vodka and bitter lemon, right? Ooh, okay. And I call it an edgelord cream soda. nice that is i have to say it's good we have to we have to get all of your drinks names if we ever make a cocktail book Mm. because that is the greatest an edgelord cream soda (laughs) edgelord cream soda fantastic we should have a a a sous section of the book where it's all of your drinks if we ever do that book with all the recipes um the the ones that we do for sous like a fac off 
and a, yeah. Corona, and a Corona Palooza and a, a fucking yeah. an edge and an edge lord. Oh yeah, Detroit cream soda. Yeah, yeah. Detroit. They should be, the style should be like wax crayon. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking Comic Sans, all in Comic Sans. <laughs> I just got edge lord cream soda all over myself. That's I mean. Uh, Danielle, look away. Look away, Danielle. I don't want you, you to say see that. Like that for that's, the OnlyFans, Suze. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, that's... that's hey, yeah. per- hey, hey, perverts. <laughs> yeah. I got edge lord cream soda. <laughs> oh, God. Show feet. <laughs> Danielle, do you get any um, political perverts messaging you? <laughs> that's a good point. Do you have an OnlyFans? Um, <laughs> yeah, I've had quite a lot of weird, like really weird messages uh, over the past few years. Yeah, it's, it's really uh, odd. Ooh. Is it like far right who want to be punished? Oh. Well, <laughs> so they're like, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Oh, give us a give us a, an oversight of what's going to happen to the country in the next four years if you get into power. How oh. much are you going to tax them? <laughs> <laughs> what's this about free internet? Mm. Tell me more. <laughs> Nationalize me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy I wonder if they could, there could be like an OnlyFans for politicians that would be yeah. I mean it wouldn't be interesting would it it'd be awful but you know I don't know I'd, also I, it'd be funded disproportionately it. as well in the same way that election campaigns are it's <laughs> <laughs> a good point <laughs> <laughs> What have you yeah. got for us as a mystery today? Because I well, feel like doing yeah. some solving. Yeah, now yeah. I feel like it might be a little bit. Um, you know, uh, you know when podcasts have, let's say, you know, a, a, an Asian guest on, and then they do yeah. a mystery from the Orient. I feel a little bit. appropriate me. I feel a little bit like this now because no, uh, because we've got. Um, uh, a mystery from the Orient. No. Yeah, we got a mystery. <laughs> from the Orient. It's the disappearance of Victor Grayson. Have you heard of Victor Grayson? No. <clears throat> okay, so uh, the reason that I chose this is because he was a firebrand socialist politician, uh, <laughs> in uh, and he was a member of parliament for about three years, 1907 to 1910. It was a shock victory that shook the establishment. He won a by-election Ooh. in uh, the Colne Valley. It was a it was an area where they didn't think they would go for him. Ah. But, uh, he won the suffragette vote because he was adamant about women being able to vote oh my god i love him um, <laughs> so he he, uh, he campaigned very on like very hardline socialist policies uh one he was defeated in the next election and then 10 years after that in 1920 he just vanished all what? trace just he just vanished well like wow. vanished vanished like what, vanished what, just what? went uh, the last is uh, the last he was seen was uh, he was drinking with some friends i think in leicester square yeah. And he uh, he said, "I need to go. Liberal. I need to go." Uh, he he had a, a he had a message uh, delivered to him. It was either telegram or telephone. So he got called away to have him uh, to, to to take a message. Um, and he went. To, he had to go to a, a a hotel in Leicester Square for some reason. That's what he told his friends. I have to mm. go to this hotel in Leicester Square. And then he was never seen again. What? That, I okay. mean. That's not the whole story. No. It's the whole story of what happened to him, and to that's him. why it's a mystery. He's gone. That's it. So the, it's that Victor Grayson vanished. Yeah. But like his background is really interesting, and I'd never yeah. heard of it before. Yeah. This ought so to he, be a huge story. So he yeah. was. Um, well, it kind of is. They, they they commemorate like it's been a hundred years this year since he went missing. Right. Uh, and it was in September. So I don't know whether they're going to do anything. But occasionally, you like when I was researching it, there are there are articles of events that cover lectures about him. Mm-hmm. And there's been a couple of biographies, but yeah, he's not as famous. The, he was called Labour's lost leader. Really? In, in that yeah. people are saying that he should have led Labour at some point. Right. That's what people call me. Uh... <laughs> 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 I've still got um, I've still got my fingers crossed for that one. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Can I be um, your hype man Absolutely. when you eventually oh. run for Labour leader? I won't ruin anything. Like I ruined the last election. <laughs> you did that single-handedly. Too. I did. Yeah, I blame you. <laughs> there were there were a couple of days after the last election where I did feel like I had ruined it single-handedly. Yeah. 
it's a terrible mixture of low self-worth and egomania <laughs> when you say hype man are you gonna are you gonna do it in the classic kind of hip-hop sense where you'll like, you know, wear a big clock around your neck and just be like welcome to the stage yeah and just like shout every time just like Say the last thing that Danielle says again, really yeah. loudly. It's like, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, nationalize, nationalize, and I'm like, eat the rich. <laughs> That's what, right, son. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? Victor ran. Um, he obviously it was a by-election, by the way, that he that he won. That's mm-hmm. how he became an MP. Um, a by-election. What is? It, I'm, I may not be. I'm not entirely familiar with, and I imagine some of our listeners are not entirely familiar with British politics. Or well, you're so what lucky. Is, a by-election can be an election that it happens in one constituency and it's because something has happened between general elections oh uh, i see okay yeah someone yeah. like if someone dies yeah or, so like if a if um, oh, a, a member okay. of parliament dies yeah so with a general election which is when all constituencies vote um mm-hmm. the eye is very much on who's going to be prime minister and right. only nerds get into who's won that seat. But, <laughs> a by-election, uh, but a by-election, because it's the only one happening, like all eyes are on it. Right, 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 okay. Certainly in this case, especially when there was no Tiger King back then. <laughs> uh, like, everybody was focusing on this, and it was this huge story. And also, he was a shock victory. Like, he mm. won a majority over the Liberal Party and, and the Tory Party. <laughs> no, um. And he he was standing for the Independent Labour Party. Oh, this is sort of pre-Labour. Yeah, Labor to begin Labor. with. But they there was a, there was a mainstream Labour Party then. Mm. But okay. he, um, uh, he, was stand, he wanted to stand for the Independent Labour Party, but they didn't like him because he was too socialist <laughs> no. and so he stood in, as sounds, an indi- thank god we learned our lesson <laughs> so, he stood as an independent right. uh, so uh, a bit of background on him first of all he was born in 1881 all right so when he mm-hmm. became an mp and won this by-election he Young. was 20, 25 years old wow uh, but then that's like having a 60 year old mp now yeah well he's young <laughs> yeah. and also yeah. he, he dropped out of university to pursue politics halls halls of make-believe Oh. That's what he's called. University. He to go and live in the live in the real world. And then he went um, into Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Um, born in 1881, his mother wanted him to go into the clergy, but he didn't want to do that. He wanted. He joined the Independent Labour Party, uh, and the main objective of that was to secure the collective ownership of the means of production, distribution, and exchange. Okay. Uh, and leading figures in the Independent Labour Party were Keir mm-hmm. Hardy, George Bernard Shaw. Among others, Ramsay McDonald as well. Yeah, answers on a quiz show that's on TV. Yeah, <laughs> and he he was so he was born in he was born in Liverpool. He's from Merseyside. Make so believe in- refuge. That's what he said about university. It was make- a make believe refuge, make- and he intended he intended to work in the real world. Right. right? He, he gained a reputation for being a really good orator. Okay. Uh, so, like most days, he could be found standing on his soapbox giving lectures about socialism. Is that an actual e- literal soapbox? Do people literally stand on soapboxes? That was that what, yeah, thing? that was what it used to be. Because uh, yeah. obviously it's like a, a stage you can carry with you. Mm. Right. Jump, okay. jump on. Soapbox. Yeah. The university authorities were concerned that he was neglecting his studies. Um, and so they asked one of the independent Labour Party leaders, Philip Snowden, to speak to him. And he was unable to convince him to continue. Oh, wow. he they was like, really no. cared back then, as opposed to now where they're like, uh, please stop smoking weed. <laughs> and they're like, I do really love that his university weren't like, okay, you're not, you're not pulling your weight. We're, we're calling your mother, but they're like, we're, we're calling the Labour Party. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, it. So, like, if you misbehave, um, Daniel, do they call Jeremy? Yeah, <laughs> his yeah. phone would be off the hook if that happened. <laughs> <For> Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, we've heard that Danielle's been appearing on podcasts. just before we went on air which is weird because we only just saw you when you came in the bar but you were saying that <laughs> there's another MP there's a Tory MP with their name spelt the same as yours yeah so um, <laughs> repeat yeah, the story for the read <laughs> <laughs> well so my, my, my mom, surname is Rowley and although I told the speaker 
John Burke many times how to pronounce it. He'd always say Daniel Rowley. Um, <laughs> and then one day I thought, oh, you know, there's this Tory MP, Lee Rowley. I'll try and chat to him and ask how he pronounces it. And then maybe we can bond over the speaker getting her name wrong or something. I don't know. I was trying to be friends with young people and there weren't many in Parliament. <laughs> so I went over and I was like, oh, hi, Lee. I'm Danielle. And he just looked at me. I was like, D- Danielle Rowley, you know, <laughs> same name. Um, how do you pronounce your name? Is it Rowley or Rowley? Um, and then he replied, but I was really none the wiser because he was really quite posh. So he just said like, <laughs> Rowley. I was like, oh, was that, was that a Rowley or a Rowley? It was just like a slur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now anyway, go and make me some tea. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so where, where were we? Oh yeah, so he, uh, he dropped out of university uh, to pursue politics. This might be a bit more note-heavy than previous episodes because he said a lot of cool things. And mm-hmm. um, Listeners, I don't know what your political persuasions are, but if you're still listening by now, you've gathered that we're all lefties, right? Red menace. Yeah. <laughs> well, if um, they're listening, if they're like long-term <laughs> listeners, they'll have heard um, the episode with Poppy that went out on the day oh, the election was yes. called. And yeah. I was out of my fucking mind that day i just yeah. weirdly we all just kept that, shouting vote labor that, that's such yeah. a shame because that episode was recorded on the day the election was called yeah. and went out on, on the day of the election on the day of the election oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah i remember now so it was li- listening back was a thoroughly depressing experience yeah precious memories <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i remember listening to it on the bus and going oh what have we done yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why i blamed myself <laughs> that'd be so weird then if somebody saw you crying on the bus and was like oh my god son are you okay what are you listening to just, yeah. just my own podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so he uh, he dropped out of university yeah uh, and then um to pursue uh, politics when is, politics? Can that, is uh, that a thing can you do that i mean i always just assumed if you're going to pursue politics you probably should have some sort of university thing no no uh, well i mean like you can um you can join any political party can't yeah. you what i could just do that i mean i don't really yeah. have a i mean i you know i i'm drinking a, a margarita so probably not join labor today masood join labor today yeah. i mean i always join vote us. them so i'm, I'm you know uh, he always votes. Yeah, I always vote. I always cast them a vote. I want um, to be a politician. I, I always, I, I always draw a little smiley face in the box. Yeah, always, <laughs> sir. You can't draw a tiny smiley face. It's not Masood, how this works. Sued in the ballot box, writing no thanks next to all the ones he doesn't like. <laughs> Do you know, um, one of the it's funniest. Be- it's because things. of me that all the votes are thrown away. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? Dan? One of the funniest things on election night. Well, apart from when I lost my job live on the telly. Oh um, my god. Was, oh yeah, my sorry, god. I keep bringing it up. The thing is, I was going to ask you this question in that order. What was it like? What was it like losing? And then I yeah. want to go back and ask you what was it like to win? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was really difficult election, so I mm. wasn't really shocked but I was just so sad because there was loads that I wanted to do and I had loads of great Mm -hmm. ideas and I mean I thought they were great ideas but um, I think during the time that I was an MP loads of people were like oh it's good because you can pick campaigns that you want to work on and Mm. different areas that you're passionate about but because Brexit was happening there wasn't really a chance to do very much everything was just constant Brexit so yeah, I was really sad that I didn't get to do a lot of the like local projects and things that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it was a bit of a weird Ugh. two years, two and a half years anyway. So yeah. It must have been. It was kind of like an election was looming throughout, wasn't it? It was very weird. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You were a member of parliament for about as long as Grayson was then. Oh, yeah. yeah. 1907 to 1910. And you were were you a little bit older because he was twenty five. Yeah, I was twenty seven when I was elected. Right, right, right. That's still quite young though. You wouldn't. It's amazing for for an MP. Yeah, yeah, I was youngest Labour MP, um, Mm -hmm. and I also really didn't expect to win, um, and I don't think many people expected Ah. me to win. So it was quite a surprise, like with him as well. Yeah, because we're we're in a time now with Victor Grayson where kind where before Labour as we know it kind of existed yeah okay. and the reason it caused a, a I'll, I'll skip over this 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 one thing because he just before he wrote a letter to his friend that said you've probably read about the unemployment disturbances um uh, the next few weeks promise some stormy scenes these are glorious days and we youthful warriors should be brightening our armor and poising for the fight wow. lancashire is in a state of seething fermentation and i want god to send a fire to burn up some of the already smoldering rubbish 
Oh, that's Ooh, really cool. That's um, good. Yeah, because... Oh, I bet uh, the Tories hated him. Because unemployment yeah. around uh, about that time uh, in that area, in the northwest, uh, was quite high. Okay, mm. And right. he had been going to demonstrations and became a really popular and effective speaker. This was, that was 1905, and then in 1906 mm-hmm. he withdrew from university. Right. Uh, and then his subsequent political rise was huge. Like right. Cool. Yeah. In 1907, when the, the by-election happened in uh, Colne Valley, the Independent Labour Party selected him as their candidate. And in the past, there'd been an arrangement where the Labour movement supported the Liberal Party candidate in return for helping winning other seats elsewhere. Oh, for right. Okay. God, so that's not a new thing that they people so, are like, do a deal. <laughs> so the executive yeah. of the Labour Party didn't endorse him mm-hmm. as their candidate. Oh. Right. Uh, and so he ran as an independent. So, okay, so they what they had a problem with him having that support? Why yeah, because it kind of went against this sort of like, whether it was an official or unofficial, there was an agreement. There. Okay. Right. Um, so he wins. So he's he's made a lot of enemies. It sounds like <laughs> like a lot of people are like this guy. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he'd um, he'd go and speak at these places, and they'd like he'd, they'd all fall for him because he was yeah. huge, like emphatic. Because mm-hmm. there, there are quotes here from people that were, that watched him speak. Uh, I I can see him now in front of the co-op at the marketplace in Marsden. They had a wagon for a platform. He seemed so enthusiastic about everything he attempted. He gave you the impression that this is what we want and this is what we must have. It was infectious. Uh. People went haywire. They went mad at his meetings. Oh. Wow. I don't know if you've been to Marsden now, but it's pretty much the same. You go in front of a co-op, someone pulls up in a wagon, <laughs> just start talking. Uh. I was in the co-op today down there, down where I live, just picking up... Um, some apples and a cucumber. Yeah, no, very similar. You didn't fancy speeching in front no. of it? No, I did. I stood outside the car <laughs> and I was like, you're all pricks, this town sucks. Um, and they all listened. And so because uh, they refused to, to back down, he stood as an independent socialist candidate. Uh, and, so uh, the people at this point who are like actively kind of showing that they don't like this guy, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like they're kind um, of being like... Yeah, so the leader, Keir Hardy, wasn't yeah. happy with the, oh. the fact that, um, yeah... Uh, I don't like uh, I don't like this man but that can't be helped Mr. Grayson's work in the movement valuable as it had been was a matter of very few years there was neither anger nor bias against Mr. Grayson but simply a desire that men who had grown grey in the movement should not feel that they were being pushed aside to make room for younger men Danielle do you think that does this did you feel this happen to you people be like this young blood coming in you know what I mean like the feel that you were yeah, kind what of was the, was there stirring things up and, for the yeah for your candidacy? I don't know. I think locally people were really quite pleased because they mm-hmm. know me, like I've been really active locally oh, yeah. for quite a long time. Um, right. But then, yeah, I think in parliament it was strange because you were kind of like the new kid at school and you were young yeah. and, you know, people would kind of look at you like, are you here to clean? What's going on? <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, like, I mean, is it quite cliquey? Yeah, cliquey. yeah, a bit. Right. Like, I think it was nice because, in a way, a lot of people from Labour immediately came up and they're like, "Okay, you're new, you're young, you need a hand. We'll oh, put her nice. around you." So that was quite nice. Right. But um, yeah, there were some. Sometimes you'd go into like the the tea room or whatever, and you'd know that you couldn't sit at any of the spare seats on the <gasps> table. Oh God! That's like, uh, it's like what high school in prison, those? where you're yeah. just like, uh, you yeah, can't sit with cool. us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Suze, you should, prison, you should right? write yeah. the, uh, the the parliamentary Mean Girls. <laughs> oh my yes. God, I'm gonna do that it. Would be 100%. amazing. Just like old grey men going, guess there's somewhere else. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I heard she's. I, <laughs> I heard she's her ha- her parents have got like one car between them. That's pathetic. Like, <laughs> do you know they don't even have a summer house? Oh. I'd watch this. I'd watch I the hell out of this. this. So yeah. and they, they get your name wrong like on purpose. Yeah. yeah, they get your name. It's like old men getting your name wrong on purpose. They're like, so Dantel, <laughs> where do you summer? <laughs> that, um, yeah, when uh, when Rees Mogg reclined over the. <laughs> No, there's someone sitting here. There's someone sitting here. <laughs> this is reserved for my friends if they show up.
so he's he's stirring things up. People are like this guy, this yeah, but it was still guy. like still like very much a because he was bordering on uh, or so it was reported like they they they'd smear, like say he was a communist and stuff. Yeah, basically, right. yeah, that's what oh, he was saying. really? Uh, what, what, they used that as an attack. I wasn't very wasn't this. very popular either. Um, yeah. So the local newspaper, the Colm Valley Guardian, was shocked by the appeal of mm. his campaign right. with, uh, with normal people, but class was a big thing and it was he was a big saying, thing right okay. he was saying things like they're exploiting you right uh, and, and they so started, they went yeah they are right, and okay, they started yeah. to come around to it as well which is why his uh, meetings were so uh, oh. and so he campaigned for votes for women as well like i said yeah and communist to the, to the point where <laughs> uh, to, the, to, to the point where um emmeline pankhurst visited Fucked the town in support <laughs> sorry could <laughs> <Did> you imagine <laughs> That's the worst thing oh, I've ever said on this Grayson. podcast. That's the worst thing I've said on this podcast. Uh, and the bar was pretty high for worst things I've said on this podcast. You've said some pretty dreadful things. And yeah, I'm that was definitely that you the worst one. You called that as your worst thing? I'm I think like, that's the worst nah, one. Nah. I think that's worse than when we were talking about him jizzing up the walls of his own castle. Nah, that's not that bad. That was, nah, that that was, was, that was light and amusing. That was hot. Yeah, yeah. That was hot. This is this, we're talking about uh, Pankhurst like doubling down, having a couple of going to the gin house, yeah. sitting down with um. old Grayson, being like, "Hey, have another gin. Come on, let's do this." Yeah. Hey, baby, give me a vote, and I'll give you something you can take home to mama. <laughs> it's a baby. But in nineteen oh seven, like suffrage was not a uh, popular idea. No. Nice. Yeah. Uh, right. 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 Like in general, yeah. so it was the but, three ball band of its time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the worst. That's probably the best, actually. That's yeah. a top five right there. I'm. I want my free extra fast broadband. Fucking yesterday, trying to, mate. Trying to live stream <laughs> with my fucking internet. <laughs> oh, um, do you oh. want to know what he said about women's suffrage? Yeah. Oh, what were you going to say about the about broadband? I was like, yeah, I would love to know <laughs> yeah, what he yeah. thought about he was broadband. He's very ahead of his time. What he said about broadband was, I believe Nikola Tesla has got some ideas. <laughs> I don't understand them. <laughs> <laughs> but what um what what he said about women's suffrage was the placing of women in the same category constitutionally as infants, idiots, and peers does not impress me as either manly or just. While yeah. thousands of women are compelled to slave in factories, etc., in order to earn a living, and others are ruined in body and soul by unjust economic laws created and sustained by men, I deem it the meanest tyranny to withhold from women the right to share in making the laws they have to obey. Ooh. Should I be honoured with your support, I am prepared to give the most immediate and enthusiastic support to a measure giving women the vote on the same terms as men. This is as a step to the larger measure of complete adult suffrage. Man. That's amazing. Now, if he had an OnlyFans, I would watch that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I yeah. bet he was knee deep in activist pussy. <laughs> knee deep in just, just activist women, like, just throwing their knickers at him. Yeah. Those big old knickers Knitter. at him. <laughs> like Do you want to know what the, um, what the turnout was for this by-election? Yeah. Loads. 88%. Ooh. Bloody hell. Oh. Uh, that that was the turnout, insane. and he received a majority over both. He had two opponents, Liberal Party mm-hmm. and Conservative, and he won over both of them. Wow. Yeah. So why why is something like that so high, and yet there's always these stats like now where they're like, oh, turnout is like, bleh. It's like, like real 60%. low or whatever. Like because, why is that? Because, because we've the, got Tiger King now. Yeah. Oh, right, okay, right. There are people so who, when Al Murray was running against Farage in 2015... Yeah. Like he ran as the pub landlord in 2015 to sort of as a fuck you to Farage. Yeah. He would, you know, he went around campaigning as the pub landlord and he would meet people who'd be like, oh my God, it's the pub landlord. And he'd go, yeah, you, how are you voting in the election? And they would go, what election? And this is like, oh, the 2015 election was, right. it wasn't a nothing election. Yeah, like, <clears throat> yeah, it, yeah. Right, right. So people, people just don't, yeah, like you said, the Tiger King thing, they just don't really care. Anymore? They just don't want to engage because they see it as something that doesn't involve them. Yeah. So he won. He won the election. Um, yeah. The by-election, which was massively unexpected. Okay. Um, yeah. And then well, the right speeches wing... like that, I'm like, no, yeah. I think that's pretty good. But you know when a you know when a left-wing politician does well, the right-wing press. Uh, oh yeah, they yeah. they suddenly the they suddenly realise that they, they they have a job to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh. and, and, and so they you hear that the sun. Oh, yeah. I don't think they're listening. 
Yeah, so the Daily Express, they reported that uh, his victory illustrated the menace of socialism. Uh, And so two days after the election took place, this is a quote from them, the red flag waves over the Colne Valley. The fever of socialism has infected thousands of workers who, judging from their merriment this evening, seem to think Mr. Grayson's return means the millennium for them. Fantastic. The millennium. Well, this is this is this is ages before the millennium. This is, this is well, I mean, well it's closer to it's closer to the one we just experienced pre- than yeah. the previous one. But um, those uh, absolute drama queens. And I have his victory speech here as well. Yeah. That, Did he say kind of he went up? He went up on stage and he went fuck you all and then dropped the mic. <laughs> Okay, so in his victory speech, he said, the very first joy that comes to my mind is this, that this epoch-making victory has been won for pure revolutionary socialism. You have voted, you have worked for socialism. You have voted, you have worked for the means of life to be the property of the whole class instead of a few small classes. We stand for equality, human equality, sexual equality. It is a splendid victory, comrades. Ah, (laughs) That's, that's brilliant. It. That was his victory speech. So I like that he put comrades in there to be like, you think I'm a commie? Bam! <laughs> was that commie? I'm going to Google a picture of him because at the moment oh, I'm you're, like... You're going you're gonna to jizz straight away. Oh, yeah. does he look tall and weird? He's a good looking bloke. Does he look tall? That's your thing? Victor tall and weird? Yeah, that's my Yeah, he'd get it. Look, he's giving a speech here. And Are you Googling him as well, Daniel? Yeah. I'm going to go. Victor Grayson. Look Is at it? him. He looks Victor like a Grayson. movie star. Yeah, he was very popular with uh, ladies and yeah. a with movie men. star. A movie star in oh. what movie? Ooh, what movie is he? Green's a horrible color on you. Actually, no. Actually, I think he does look quite cool. I, I'd <laughs> hang out with him. I totally he looks hang cool with as him. Hell. Mm. He's got a Brando thing to him. He became an MP because of this, of course. That's how it works. And in his maiden speech in the House of Commons, he criticised the recent decision to grant diplomat Evelyn Baring, who was the first Earl of Cromer, £50,000 for his services in Egypt. £50,000 at that time was... Oh, that's loads. Yeah. It was more than a million. Yeah, it must be. Whoa. Yeah. Um, for his services in Egypt. And he attacked the government for awarding a man for consolidating imperialism. Oh. He added that Cromer had already been well paid, while outside the four walls of this house, people are dying of starvation. And he pointed, he pointed at the government front benches, and he said he was looking forward to the day when those seats will be occupied by socialists sent there by an indignant people. You're still waiting. He's 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 painting a target on his back as he is saying that. But he, but I like it. I like how forward he's being. Yeah. But like everyone's going, okay, polish your guns. Um, This guy's. I'm gonna eat a big handful of feta cheese and dream about him tonight. He is. A year after he won. Um, he, uh, 31st of October 1908 mm-hmm. he just stood up in the House of Commons and he shouted out I wish to move the adjournment of the House so that it can deal with the unemployment question people are starving in the streets he refused to sit down and so he was escorted from the Commons as he left he turned to Labour members bearing in mind the mainstream Labour Party was a very different prospect back yeah. then he turned to the Labour members and shouted you're traitors traitors oh. to your class as he was dragged out of the House so they were like so they were basically Shit. new Labour I think I know who made this man disappear. Everyone else in Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are well, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious what happened to him. It's still technically unsolved, but um, yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, this guy. But I it's love a long this time guy. later. Like it's yeah, it ten like years, 10 years, years later. He lost his seat. Uh, yeah, that is true. But a war happened. So, yeah. yeah. Um, he did that. He got escorted out, and then he was suspended. He was suspended from the House of Commons. Right. But it, uh, it obviously, of course, it provoked hostilities. From Labour, because right. he yeah. said, "Your traitors, your traitors." <laughs> yeah. wow. um, there's a quote here which says his activities were profoundly embarrassing to his colleagues, both because these activities were deemed to compromise the Labour group's respectability, but also they offered to the activists a striking contrast to the group's own lack of impact. Mm. Maybe they're embarrassed that they weren't, their eyes weren't open. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what he was saying. He was laying some truth. I've been asleep for the fruit. <laughs> Sorry, that's it. That's it. That was just from a suit. That's a quote from that the um, Oliver Stone JFK movie. Yeah, I've been asleep for three years. I've been asleep <laughs> for three years. <laughs> I watched oh, the. Uh, I watched that. Um, not not recently, but also not ages ago. I've seen it like twice. Right. I rewatched yeah. it again when I was a grown up, but I don't still don't remember much about it. It's not a perfect movie. I'll no, give it that. it's you know it has to it has to be based on a lot of conjecture, doesn't it? So, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, um, it's bananas. 
But then you know what? A lot of films are made up and they're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never ending stories a banger. Oh, Chris's hot take. Um, <laughs> I'm going to write I'd like that, that on a t-shirt actually. <laughs> we should put that on a t-shirt. That's Yeah, that's a lot of things are, a lot of movies are made up and they're good. Okay. Um, Lenin, he uh, he he um attracted the attention of Lenin as oh. well. He was he was causing up such a stir that I th- Lenin wrote about him and said that he felt that he was a flibberty gibbet and wasn't really <laughs> a, a man of gibbet. conviction. Uh, that's, not a, that's not a direct translation because I don't know what that is in Russian or even if they have that word. I mean, a, flib- a flippity gibbet sounds like that's like you know calling someone a piece of shit back in the day. Like, <laughs> this flippity gibbet. Like he, he, like he, he, he was saying all of these things uh, because he was he found himself on a path to success and he didn't really believe any of them. Um, I counter that. I think Lenin was full of shit there because yeah. a lot of things that Grayson said and did, he had to believe in what he was saying. Otherwise. Because yeah. if he was out for success and personal gain, his actions got him suspended from Parliament and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah you know. right. How yeah. long was he sus- was he like permanently suspended after um, that? Then it doesn't say permanently suspended; it just says suspended. Because um, like when Dennis Skinner shouts out, "Here comes Puss in Boots," he gets told get out for a day. <laughs> but <laughs> hold up, he said that. Here comes Puss in Boots. I don't think Puss he actually got. Boots. He he does. It's for the. Budget is it or the Queen's? No, it's the Queen's speech every year. Yeah. He was, I um, mean, sadly no longer an MP, but he would shout something out, and it's um, Black Rod would come in in his stupid costume, and one year Dennis Skinner shouted out, "Here comes Puss in Boots." <laughs> Black Rod almost pauses now to like wait for him to say something, but no, the Queen's speech that I was there for. Um, Everyone, I mean, I say everyone, people who are interested in the horse racing were all up in arms because the Queen's speech was the same day as Royal Ascot, is that a thing? I think so, yeah. yeah. And, um, yes, didn't he? Yeah. And then everyone was like, oh, we need to be in Parliament doing this job that we have, but we want to watch the horses running. Um, <laughs> and then, so when... Black- Which party are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Winking at Peter Bone across the yeah. aisle, like he'll cross the floor. He'll cross the floor for me. <laughs> I think that year he shouted out something like, "Better get your skates on. First race is at three. <laughs> oh, so that's the one that I heard. As soon as this started happening, I'm not like. Up, uh, mm-hmm. uh, people started attacking him for his youth. Oh, okay. uh, and, and one of the members of the house said, uh, "We must recognise that the man who can make a crowd show is not necessarily an organiser of men." So they're going uh, like, "Listen, you may talk a good game, son." <laughs> well, but, kind uh, of, yeah. And said, like you said, "Oh, well, no, you t- you you're calling these people traitors, but they they undertook the task of founding a socialist movement." Yeah, right. And you're right, just right. along for the right, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, did you face? I imagine that's a big thing that comes a lot to you, Danielle. They're like, "Oh well, she's she's young and a woman, so I suppose she's." Yeah, but I really liked it because people would be like, "Oh well, you're a young woman. What experience do you have?" And I'd be like, "Well, bitch, strap in." <laughs> so, yeah, oh, you want experience? <laughs> oh, I got experience. Um, tell you. Oh. Uh... Oh well, the guy running against me, he's a man and he's older, but I don't know, like, what experience does he have? And mm. they're like, oh, but but he has a penis, he doesn't need experience. <laughs> so, yeah. A fine head of hair. I, I have yeah. a story, um, <gasps> a political mystery of my own, if you will. Oh. If you want to hear I'm it. I'm biting my pen, I'm so excited. <laughs> so I call, I call this tale the case of the missing tampon. <laughs> so, um... I shared an office in Parliament with my friend Paul, who was the MP for Glasgow North East. Uh-huh. I don't think it was his. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chris absolutely. has already got a theory. But um, on, on the door to her office, he had posters and maps of Glasgow. And then one day I was like, the door is all full of your stuff. There's nothing of mine on the door. So he just went into my drawer, took out a tampon. And because so I, I talked what? about being on my period in Parliament and it became right. a big news story because no one had mm-hmm. ever done that before. Of course, yeah. Yes. Right, yeah. So he got this tampon out and he pinned it to the top of the door, like on the outside, <laughs> l- like a piece of mistletoe. <laughs> 
so it just kind of hung over the door. So if you walked past her office door in the corridor, you'd see like a map of Glasgow and then a hanging temple. Oh my god! And then and it was there for a while until one day it wasn't there. And you could tell it had been ripped because the pin was still there with like a little <gasps> bit of the string. With a bit of string. So someone oh, in fury. Oh. Or someone needed it. So the suspects are, was it Paul because he thought, oh, Danielle's door art's getting more recognition than mine? <laughs> was it the yeah, cleaner he'd just take it who off. maybe he wouldn't rip had it. enough of it? Yeah. Or was it someone who had an office down the end of my corridor, who yeah. walked past every day, and who was oh. tall enough to be sort of eyeline with the tampon. Oh. Who was that? Who was that? Certain Jacob Rees-Mogg. Did Jacob Rees-Mogg steal my tampon? Solve that one It's definitely yeah, him. It's definitely um, him. We solved it. It was him. Danielle, um, can we um, oh. can we keep that in the episode? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah! I've told that story a couple of times and I really hope that one day like you know someone in his office is getting google alerts and they're like Mr. Smog, did you see that tampon from a Scottish lady (laughs) and he'll be like it was a gift for Sexton Nanny at the end of the corridor could you please go and (laughs) and his nanny is a six foot three woman (laughs) she's in her 80s this may sound like a tenuous link but mm-hmm. I like the idea that um, the work of Victor Grayson led to the fact that a tampon was hung up <laughs> yes. outside an office in Parliament. Yes. Because he w- uh, it didn't happen at that point, but he worked so hard for votes for women and campaigned for them vocally yeah. that eventually that would have fed into the dialogue and he contributed to, what, to it eventually happening. Absolutely. And then eventually... We- women being able to be MPs. Oh, I yeah. really love that. Thank you for sharing that, that story. That's um, an amazing story. So we're, okay, so he's he's definitely, he's suspended, he's... They were starting to, yeah, try and uh, dull his voice in Parliament. Right. I mean, obviously he got suspended, but also they were like, mm, snapper. Right. Yeah. They were saying things like he was, it, while he might be charming, his politics lack depth and stuff. Right, right, right. Okay. Mm. When really he was just quite passionate. Right. He was angry as well that the national leadership had been unwilling to support his campaign in the first place. So he refused to join the Labour Party in the in the House of Commons. Oh. Um, unfortunately, this was this kind of like started to become his downfall because he rarely attended Parliament, uh, right. preferring instead yeah. to make speeches in favour of um, socialism. But the thing is, even though he was a, an MP at the time, he wasn't advocating democratic socialism he was advocating revolution <laughs> um, oh, while he was uh, while he was an mp okay uh, okay so uh, 300 debates took place in the commons while he was the mp he yeah. only voted in 32 of them okay uh, right right uh, and the, so it, it, it was be- his behavior in parliament became more erratic and um, it was at this point that it became clear that he had a very serious drink problem oh. so yeah he was he, he'd get hammered but also i think the pressure got to him because he became this sort of like massive Figurehead. poster boy yeah and not 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 an easy poster boy either he wasn't a poster boy because like you were saying oh he could have been in films he wasn't in films he was like no. shouting really controversial ideas at the yeah of his and voice. it's not like he yeah. could just and show up on mar and grab a headline because yeah, he didn't right. exist yeah andrew mar wasn't going to be born for another 10 years <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but but the, you know do you remember when like David Cameron gave a speech I think it was probably about 10 years ago and he didn't use any notes and everyone was like oh my god I can't believe he didn't use notes <gasps> yeah um, it was like so what everyone anyone can memorize a speech mm. um that the same kind of thing happened here with Grayson yeah right. he'd never except he was notes. really drunk and he's like let me tell you guys but even <laughs> when even when he was drunk he never lost his gift for amazing um, oh, uh, it was just okay. came that naturally too. yeah yeah and but 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 also more importantly he was offering hope to uh thousands of people amazing uh the problem is is that that hope that he offered to those people uh it didn't come quickly enough did it no Um, uh, and because his behavior was erratic Mm. and he clearly had a drink problem come the next general election in 1910 he was roundly trounced and defeated and i think this is where the parallels end because i don't think you lost your seat because you were drunk all the time (laughs) no i mean (laughs) Uh, no but it's really similar in what you were saying like when you stand for election you you promise all these things and then you've got a manifesto you're standing on you're like look at all this good shit that i'm gonna do and then you get voted in but your party doesn't 
get into yes. government. So yeah. you're like, oh, like you, you voted for me and, and I'm in, but we're not in government, so I can't do all yeah. of the good shit. I'm really sorry. Oh, yeah. Really and also, but if you said that when you were campaigning, they wouldn't vote for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, exactly. Like, it's, so, it's only um, if we win the election, yeah. So he, uh, he disappointed quite a few people and so he uh, yeah. lost his seat he was obviously heavily drinking at the time uh, so he didn't have many people to help him in the 1910 election and somebody who did campaign for him said that he was shocked by the sight of him attending meetings drunk um, and he said it was a terrible blow to me because I was young enthusiastic socialist from a working class family and then this hero just turns up drunk to me. <laughs> but it's really odd, isn't it? Because like people can have demons. Like it doesn't mean that he wasn't the man that he thought he was. No, it absolutely. Just means that he was going through a very difficult point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely being in Parliament well. that young as well. There's so yeah, many bars and things. Yeah, and I think yeah. actually it seems like it, it's it's one thing that nobody will ever understand really because he got into Parliament with ideals totally at odds with almost everybody else. He was a bit of um, a pioneer. A little bit. So, but yeah. yeah, he lost. The Liberal candidate won. Um, right. The Tory was second, and then he was third. Oh, yeah. okay. The bottom of the poll. Oh, God. Um, Must have yeah. been crushing. Bet he went out and had a right good knees up, though. Yeah. Well, his yeah. speech, he did a speech then, uh, and he just said that he'd win the next election. Right. <laughs> oh, right. He went, I like that he's like, oh, we'll win the next one, mate. Uh, and so he left, he left the good. Independent Labour Party, talked about forming a new party. He stopped being uh, an MP and a politician mm. okay um, and he and joined he, a circus and it was during <laughs> it was during this time he got married he got married to an actress called Ruth Nightingale what's her name I'll scratch her eyes out uh, <laughs> Ruth, uh, Ruth Nightingale um, I think she's still around she's dead she's an actress this has come out in the meantime so no one knew it at the time he was um, <clears throat> the thing about him was he was bisexual Hey, hello. And, yeah, um, boy. Um, yeah, my man. Uh, but that's not obviously not something he could broadcast. Yeah. No. Um, also, he was very fanciable. <laughs> so, yeah. like, uh, people Especially were throwing. Especially if you were the, the loony left like me. They were throwing themselves at him. Yeah. Uh, and so he, he he did get married. He had no income from being a member of parliament. But he made a living from lecture tours. Um, okay. But his health started th- deteriorating because he was drinking heavily. He, uh, this is interesting as well. Despite everything that he was talking about and advocating, when the prospect of war came around, he was actually for it. Oh. And, uh, but 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 in a very sort of like we have to get rid of this menace. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> um, right, right. Right. And so because he was pro conscription, that lost him a lot of followers as well. Between coming back from uh, the war and before he went missing, he took an interest in Irish politics and he made several secret trips to Ireland where he had talks with people such as Michael Collins. Um, oh. What, the guy who went up in Apollo 11? No, that's a different man. <laughs> <laughs> the loneliest man in the world. <laughs> in the universe. Um, because of these trips to Ireland, he attracted the attention of a special branch. So Basil Thompson, who was the head of the special branch, asked one of his agents, Maundy Gregory, to spy on Grayson, uh, who he described as a dangerous communist revolutionary, uh, and because he had friends among the Irish rebels or whatever. And so Maundy Gregory went to spy on uh, Grayson. Grayson got wise to him, and they didn't get on. They had an antagonistic relationship, but Grayson, because he was being spied on, he started spying on the guy that was spying on him. And he found out, he uncovered... He uncovered that Maundy Gregory, this spy for the special branch, yeah. was involved in a corrupt relationship with uh, David Lloyd George, who was the British Prime Minister at the time. Oh, my God. Oh, oh Didn't see that coming. No. And uh, the, so the extent of that corruption was that he discovered, and this is off his own back, he, dis- he realised that he was being spying on by this bloke, so he spied on him in return <laughs> and uncovered that Gregory, he was acting as a middleman for the Prime Minister, Lloyd George, for selling political honours for anywhere between ten thousand and forty thousand pounds, <gasps> which in this money is like uh, hundreds anything of from like three quarters of a million yeah. to I think like I think like two million pounds. Right. Um, and so he discovered that they were selling these political honours, and Grayson didn't keep it quiet. 
So he would say in these meetings that people were still coming over, he was like, the sale of these honours is a national scandal. It can be traced mm. right to 10 Downing Street. And this is his downfall because he then said, it can be traced to 10 Downing, 10 Downing Street to a monocled dandy with offices in Whitehall. I know this man and one day I will name him. Uh, and Maundy Gregory used to wear a monocle <laughs> so uh, it was obvious who he was talking about a few days later Victor Grayson was beaten up on the strand what did he call me? A, he called me a what? a monocle dandy, monocle dandy. <laughs> go kick his ass boys he kept making the speeches and he kept threatening to name the man we now come to September 1920 he was drinking with friends when he received a telephone message and he told his friends that he had to go to Queen's Hotel in Leicester Square and he'd be back shortly and was yeah. never seen again. <gasps> yeah, Emily Pankhurst has said she wants to see me over at the hotel. <laughs> My God, I'll be right back, fellas, but don't uh, <laughs> don't wait up for me, Papa. Turns out that there was a man. He was called Flemwell, George Flemwell. Yeah, and he was a. Uh, he was always coughing. He was an artist. <laughs> he was an artist, and he was painting a picture on the Thames. He only realised this in the meantime because he saw Grayson enter a house on the riverbank. Right. Okay. And he knew Grayson because he painted his portrait before the war. Oh. But he didn't realise at the time because it wasn't he wasn't reported missing until several months later anyway. But then he was like when he was reported missing, he was like, No, I saw him going to the house. (gasps) That house and this didn't come out this didn't come into light until the nineteen sixties. So forty years later. That house was revealed to be owned by Maundy Gregory. That's it. Right, Morning well, I don't Morning know if That's Danielle, Danielle wants um, to solve the mystery, but I think I've got an idea of my own. <laughs> so he was never seen alive again. They believe he was murdered, to keep him quiet. Mm. Um, and then after this happened, Maundy Gregory continued to sell honours for the next 12 years. And it was in 1932 he attempted to sell a knighthood to Lieutenant Commander Edward billiard leak he pretended he was interested and then straight away reported it to scotland yard <laughs> what bitch uh and <laughs> gregory was arrested unfortunately he was able to exp- like do a couple of loopholes hey what i didn't do nothing what are you well no he was for? able to blackmail people that he'd sold honors to this piece of um, shit and so like in return for not naming them in court he said i'm not going to name you in court if you pay me all this money he pleaded guilty so therefore he didn't have to give evidence and so he was only sentenced to two months and a fine of 50 quid. Ah. Oh. When he got out of prison, this Gregory guy, he was persuaded to live in Paris where he was paid a pension of £2,000 a year by the Conservative Party. Nothing has changed. No, nothing ever will. It will, it will. Wait um, till Danielle's leader. Well, I've got a request. Suze, when you're my hype man, yes. can your official name can your official name be Monocle Dandy? Because I love that. <laughs> and I just keep rocking up with like a gold top cane and a monocle like Hello, hello, hello. Something to say and then I throw the monocle aside. I toss the cane in the air and I'm like, what, 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 what? I reckon you could make a, a fortune doing Jacob Riesmog burlesque. <laughs> <laughs> I am very tall. No, you could wear like you could wear like stilettos and then do it. Then do an, oh, like yeah. an amazing. St- I could do a, one of them death drops and then I could go. I could move all the fellas out the front row. Like, word, get out of the way, and then just lie across all the seats. <laughs> and then and I could be a tampon, a tampon hanging from the ceiling, <laughs> yeah. and you could just, like, oh, pinch I just tear it, off, it yeah. down, and then I eat it. <laughs> it's made out of sponge sugar. I just go, um, 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 and then I like just keep pulling children out of my um, waistcoat. I'm glad you said waistcoat. (laughs) (laughs) My waistcoat, which is covered Um, in velvet vaginas. (laughs) So um, uh, it's pretty obvious what happened to Grayson. You would think, I will say say this one thing before we finish. It's that um, there is a conspiracy theory that he didn't die and he was just paid off. Well, and then he disappeared or whatever. Yeah, well, and then so, Gregory went to live in Paris. Well, 19 him. years after he vanished, mm-hmm. someone collected his war medals from the New Zealand Embassy in London. Uh-huh. But the Ministry of Defence, they did insist that they would not have handed these medals over unless the man could prove he was Grayson. Oh. The reason that smells funny to me is that if the Ministry of Defence would have been like, ah, but you've been missing for 20 years. Yeah, so. you and declared dead? No, he was You'd never think, dead. But like, mm. someone's got the wrong computer and Linda didn't send the file over. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't know. Uh, or he just put his fingers of... to, the, to the other person's lips and just go. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no one will ever believe you. <laughs> um, uh, there is apparently a, a, a guy called Harold Smallwood, who's a former CID officer. Apparently, he said after the war, he got to know uh, Victor Grayson in 1948. And he said that after his disappearance, he worked in numerous schools under a false name in Ireland, Kent, Sussex, Switzerland, and Austria. Right. And he told him that he rarely spent more than one term in any school because he was usually asked to leave because of his drinking ah. and unorthodox method of teaching. Uh, oh. And then this small guy lost contact with Grayson in 1950. So he could have been got and yeah. killed in 1920. I don't know. Or, or maybe he had like a really long game plan and he thought, I'll sit it out, let everyone think I've died. I'll like get an allotment and just do some gardening. <laughs> yeah. And then... <gasps> uh, someone will walk past and be like, Victor Grayson and he'll be like I don't go by that name anymore <laughs> 1983 yeah. walks into parliament like here we here we here we fucking go I reckon he got got I think they he got got, got. Yeah, I, I think, think we he could yeah. yeah. had you heard of him Danielle no I hadn't right Been very interesting learning about him it has in Scotland there's um, a Keir Hardy society and quite a lot of people that I know in the Labour Party are in it and do different talks and everything. Maybe we could start a Grayson Society. Yeah. yeah. So I reckon they got him. You reckon they got. You reckon they got got. What do you think, Suze? What's your? It's really just sort of telling the story through modern means. Okay, so picture the scene. It's Victor Grayson's first day in Parliament, and it's 1907. He's 25, and he's walked into the dining hall. And this is what happens. This is all the other MPs, okay? Oh my God, would you look over there? There's a guy and he's young and he's got great hair. I heard he got a landslide in some by-election. I heard he's a communist, his name's Victor Grayson. Oh, 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 Victor, you can't sit with us. Go find a table of your own. Watch out, dickwad, cause in a few years you'll be gone. Parliament's a place for people with class. If you mess with the system, you're out on your ass. Oh, Victor boy, you sure got a lot to learn. Making speeches by co-op socialism so loudly. OMG, he reckons he's Labour's lost leader like Danielle Rowley. That's gonna come true. Hype, hype, hype. He thinks uni is a place of make-believe refuge. This guy's crazy ego is fucking huge. Let's make him disappear in 1920. Can't vote in Parliament if you're absentee. Hey, Keir Hardy, get around him from the Commons bar. They'll never mention Victor Grayson on Andrew Moore. It was a drinking game gone wrong that meant everything's shit now. Way, that I, uh, I don't. I didn't record it at another time. I just. <laughs> I did it just then. That's why everyone's clapped so much. Nice. Yeah, it was great. One of your best. Thanks. 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 That's really brilliant. tough with it. Actually. I think it's because you were so invested in the source material. Yeah. Yes, that is what happened, and I've got lots of notes here, which is how I was able to write such a good song. Definitely. Uh, cool, Eddie. Thanks again for coming on, uh, Daniel. Danielle, thank you thank so you. much. Where can people find you? And I'm sorry that we were so insensitive about picking a socialist politician because we had a socialist <laughs> politician come on. I mean, don't you worry. Thank you. It meant I got to tell my Jacobi Smog stole my tampon brilliant. story. So that's thank a story. You. But in 20 years' time, it'll be the, the Rowley-led Labour Party. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say, in 20 years' time, it'll be a mystery about your disappearance. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, guys. I thanks. think that says a lot about your guys. self-esteem. Yeah. I was just <laughs> <laughs> so where can we find you, then? Yes. Yeah. If, if our listeners wanted to seek you out. Oh, I thought you meant, like, roaming the streets of Dalkeith. Um, <laughs> on Twitter, your answer, I guess. Listeners. Um, yeah. At Danny Rowley on Twitter. And yeah, roaming the streets of Dalkeith, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll head up. Thank you. And obviously, we're available, Mystery on the Rocks and all the things, ROX on Facebook and For the socials. Twitter. Uh, and no, ROX on 
Twitter and Twitter Instagram. And Instagram. I always fucking get yeah. it wrong. CKS on Facebook and Mystery on the Rocks, spelled CKS, at gmail.com if you want to send us some mail. And also, before you before before you stop listening, listener, um, uh, one week today we're doing a live stream. On yes, Twitch. on Yay. Thursday the 28th. 28th and, of May. Uh, and you can find on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Mystery on the Rocks. Yes. And it'll be a lot yeah. of fun. It'll it is going to be fun. fun. It is. Keep an eye on our socials because we'll tweet out the ingredients for the cocktail ahead of time so you can make along with us. Drink yeah. it with us, bitches. Also, yeah. um, you can see Masood playing video games and chatting up a storm and making cocktails and that on twitch.tv slash Masood Minus. And you yes. can see me singing and shit. <laughs> but it's good. Twitch.tv slash Suze Kempner. Lucky you! Yeah. All Where right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you Bye for listening. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.